1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more
0: with Viator.
1: It is the APC podcast again, 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 from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Talking Green Bay Packers all day, every day. Zach Rapport here at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC pod. And as promised, you guys, some extra bonus content for you to chew on. This is part two of our Packers Buccaneers preview. So if you haven't already heard episode one, go back to the previous episode, homework. Alex and I chatted with Gene Thomas of the Buck What You Heard podcast. And that was a lot of fun. But at that moment, at that very moment, as we recorded that interview, our buddy Paul Noonan was talking to the Bucks Nation crew at SB Nation. And so we wanted to throw that on here as well for you guys. Great stuff from Paul. Uh, He's a wealth of info. um, And there's a bit of a focus in this interview on the difference between 2020 Aaron Rodgers and, and what we saw over the past few years. One little bit, of Packers news before we get going here. Packers coach Matt LaFleur today confirming that Devontae Adams and Kenny Clark should be good to go on Sunday. So great news there. Much needed juice on both sides of the ball. And with that, guys, enough from me. Here is Paul Noonan uh, helping the Bucks Nation guys talk Packers at Buccaneers. Check it out. The number you dialed is Pack Me Packing Company.
2: It's the Packers and the Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And we're very happy to be joined by Paul Noonan from Acme Packing Company. He's going to help us break this one down. Paul, how you doing? Doing very well this evening. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Now, I look at this as obviously a quarterback matchup. But the first thing I have to ask you, because I keep hearing it about the Packers all year long, is... Aaron Rodgers is super mad that they drafted Jordan Love, and that's why he's playing so much better this season. That drives me nuts because it implies that Aaron was kind of slacking off in
0: previous years. Do you buy that narrative? No, absolutely not. And all of the differences in Aaron Rodgers this year are much more technical than they are any effort. Uh, It's much more about trusting the scheme, uh, seeing guys that are running wide open that weren't there before. It's really the kind of other... A stereotype or cliche of Matt LaFleur having another year to install his offense and getting buy-in from everybody. Like that's really the big difference from last year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a super smart guy. He's probably one of the nerdiest quarterbacks out there. If you listen to any interviews with him, you know, he's a big princess bride fan. He's really intellectual in the way he talks. I really don't, I think it's overstated how much he gets riled up by things like that. Um, he is, I think just much more of a technician than someone who's going to let that get under his skin and drive him the guys a professional.
3: Now, I was going to ask you a serious question, but you just went a- and called Aaron Rodgers a nerd and talked about Princess Bride and all that stuff. So now yep. I've got to hear more about that stuff. So you got to <laughs> tell me about, about Rodgers being
0: a nerd. Um, I just think he interviews much differently than a lot of other quarterbacks do. He's much more willing to give you non-cliche answers. He doesn't do as many interviews. He's on Pat McAfee show um, pretty frequently now, um, and he was previously on uh, Jason Wilde's in Wisconsin. Uh, for a long time and he would really open up in those and he will really get in uh, to the depths of his personality uh, and say uh, much more controversial things than a lot of other quarterbacks will Um, I I just don't think he he cares what his public perception is he reminds me a little bit of Michael Jordan where he has a very well-crafted public persona on a macro level like in commercials and what people think of him but if you actually listen to him talk there's definitely an edge to him and he definitely thinks he's the smartest guy in the room a lot of the time and he probably is I did like when he was on McAfee's show and
2: he said a down year for me is a career year for most quarterbacks. Exactly. He's kind of right. And (laughs) what's wrong with saying it if it's true? Like, I like that he kind of threw that out there. Like, yeah, I might have been down a little bit, but I'm still really good. And obviously we're seeing it this year.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it was an open question as to why he was experiencing some down seasons, uh, statistically, especially advanced statistics wise. Um, And I think it's really easy to put the blame on the Mike McCarthy offense at this point, because he has embraced um, LaFleur's completely, and he's been just absolutely dynamite in running it. Um, Everything that people said was true about LaFleur runs kind of the Shanahan offense, um, a lot of motion, a lot of big guys catching passes and very tough to defend because you put in some matchup difficulties having to account for power running and passing at the same time. Um, Shanahan typically outside of um, Matt Ryan for you in Atlanta kind of has um, less good quarterbacks. Let's say, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is fine, but he's not great. Um, and we don't really seen a, a quarterback of this stature running this offense. It turns out when you get guys super wide open uh, by the scheme and you have a guy who hits those passes basically every time it works really well.
1: So.
3: <laughs> I did want to ask you though, I mean, statistically and and all of that, this is the best Aaron Rodgers we've seen in several years. Are you at all surprised that he still has this left?
0: I am surprised. So I, I was a bit of a skeptic. I've watched a lot of Rodgers tape during his sort of downtime. And I will say at some time, at some points, he did look, I think, a little disinterested, especially when he had all rookie, basically fifth round receivers and a lot of drops, um, a lot of poor play. I think especially on his short passes, you saw him sort of drop his form a little bit. Um, I'm surprised he's rallied as much as he has. And I'm surprised the offense has worked as well as it has. Um, But I'm not that surprised because he's always been a great deep thrower, a great touch passer. And he's still pretty athletic, even though he's getting up there. He still moves well. Um, I feel like when he starts to lose that a little bit more, you might see a real decline. But as long as he can buy time in the pocket and kind of stretch things out, and still throws a nice deep ball, uh, it, it's it, you know he's he's not going to decline too much. That'll still be there.
2: You mentioned Matt Lafleur, so I just want to bring up: he is seventeen and three in his first twenty
0: games as a head coach. Does he not get enough love for how good a job he's done? I don't think he does. It's still relatively early, so I do kind of understand it. And when he was running the offense for Tennessee, you know, they were not anything outstanding. I think it's kind of uh, there's some built-in expectations there that he was maybe not going to be that great. He was not a super well-pumped-up hire, but uh, he's he's been really, really, really successful at this point. It's hard to say anything bad about him. Uh, they did overachieve, I think, a little bit last year, just based on point differentials and things like that. But uh, sometimes those teams take a step back. Sometimes, you know, they grow into the offense and they take a step forward. And um, that's rarer, but it seems to have happened here. And it, you, the scheme is working. Like, a lot of the success is the scheme in action. Like, big guys catching passes downfield, that tight ends involved that haven't been forever. Like, um, when was the last good Packer tight end that anybody can recall? It was probably Jermichael Finley, like, seven, eight, nine years ago, other than Jared Cook for four games um, a few years ago. Um, this is the most we've seen tight tight ends involved in the offense. It's it's new and it works really well. I got to go to
2: the defensive side of things because my big criticism of the Packers going into the year was, to me, they hadn't done anything to address the fact that they got absolutely smashed by the 49ers multiple times last year. I felt like you could run on the Packers.
0: Has that been the case this year or have they patched it up? No, that's still not fixed. Um, it, yeah. it it actually seems to be part of Mike Pettin's just game plan. And I do think there is some, some analytics underlying this, that running is just m- less efficient generally, even when teams are good at it, for the most part. And so they do try and lull you into running a little more than you maybe should. And that works against like 90% of the teams in football. It just doesn't work against San Francisco or Baltimore, if they happen to run into Baltimore, a team that can actually efficiently run at a very high level. This has been a Packer problem forever. It was Dom Capers problem when they got beat by Colin Kaepernick um, and Russell Wilson when they were running more read option there. And they just never seem to address it. So th- they've been better in spurts. They have, a, in, they have a UDFA inside linebacker named Chris Barnes, who looks like he might actually be halfway decent, although small sample sizes apply and he's a little bit small. Um, but it's I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's still a problem. They, they're, they rank low on any metric you can point to. It's stopping the run. And there's no reason to think they're going to be better on Sunday.
3: <laughs> you know, Paul, the Packers always feel to me like a team. I, you know, this year they've, they've scored more than 30 points in all of their games. And we're talking about the defense right now, really. But they always feel to me like a team that puts up that great regular season record, that does a lot of things, and and that just doesn't, doesn't have enough to get all the way through the playoffs and and, and get to a Super Bowl and and, and win the whole thing. It, am I right that, you know, this, this team sort of feels the same way?
0: So uh, I'm not going to say that the defense looks noticeably better, but there are some signs that it's a little better than the sort of top level metrics make it look. The one big one I'll tell you is we did some number crunching on this, and the Packers have played um, five and a half of their 16 total quarters with uh, a 95% or better likelihood of winning the game. So they've had a ton of garbage time. And if you break down where they allow um, defensive lapses, it's almost entirely in garbage time. So by like EPA per play, they're one of the five best pass defenses in football uh, outside of garbage time. It's just they've had just a ton of it to deal with. And Uh, if you break them down sort of on a person-by-person basis on the defense jair alexander who's their number one cornerback is having a really good season he's top 10 by football outsiders at guarding number one receivers and their slot corner chandon sullivan is actually ranked third overall in slot defense so uh, they have these this weird sort of stars and scrubs defense that can really look good or terrible on any given day depending on the matchup And I think that's the most important thing for them when they get to the playoffs is just avoiding those matchups that can really exploit the weaknesses, like like running it down their throats Um, and passing to running backs. If you saw the Saints game at all with Alvin Kamara just going crazy, um, that is a huge weakness for them, too. I would say their biggest single defensive weakness is tackling guys in front of them on short passes, which not a great matchup for facing Tom Brady. So it could be a problem. You just basically answered my
2: next question, which was if if Bruce Arians called you up and says, how are we going to attack this Packer team? What would you what would you do? And it sounds like you're saying chuck it to the running backs and then
0: make them tackle you, which they haven't been able to do. Pretty much that. And that's sort of the Tom Brady emotive with how he's effective. The one thing if you do look at the Tampa Bay running backs, they haven't been great as receivers. Ronald Jones um, ranks pretty far down. The guy who has been good, who I'll frankly, I'll tell you, I didn't hear about him before this week, is Scott Miller, (laughs) who Mm -hmm. I I think is the slot receiver based on how big he is. Yep, Scotty Miller, yeah. Scotty Miller's fourth in DVOA right now and looks, uh, well, he's, Chandon's good. Um, If you use him sort of in that running back role, get him the ball in space, a la Kamara, a la that kind of player could be a problem. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game, but yeah, I mean, Brady should um, Brady should be able to move the ball on them with underneath throws. Um, the Packers let you do it. They, they uh, they'll take away deep stuff. They'll cover um, deep and outside throws, but they'll let you have the middle and they'll let you take what you can get. And that's Brady's, you know, bread and butter forever. So I, I expect this to be kind of a, a, a shootout, um, which not surprising in any Packer game this year, if that's what they all are.
3: Hey, last thing from me and, and really, uh, stats, you can uh, you can chime in on this one, too. It, this is really the the most important Buccaneers question of the week. Who believes that Tom Brady knew what down it was at the end of the game last week? <laughs> no way.
0: He, he absolutely did not, because the, the one no thing jam. we know for sure about Tom Brady is that Tom Brady does not make Tom Brady look stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, does not, it does not matter what long game he might be thinking he might be playing. That's just not going to happen. If he could look stupid on a t-shirt in the future, he's not doing it. You think Aaron Rodgers will forget what down it is? I do not. I, I <laughs> he, Aaron would never do such a thing. Will he get rid of that mustache? Uh, the mustache is weird. Um, it's uh, terrible. I, I don't know. I, I don't, he's got a weird style, too. I'll, I'll say that for Aaron. I don't think he'll get rid of it. I think he likes um, looking a little off, looking a little strange. And he looks... Um, I was watching some old games, um, because we had the bye week and, um, just doing some, some work and uh, he looks very babyish without it. So I think that might be part of it. Um, he hasn't, it's been a while since he hasn't had the mustache. So I don't know what he looks like now, but, uh, I think it'll be around for a while. Unfortunately,
2: Paul Noonan, thank you very much for the time. Acme packing company. Where can we find you on Twitter?
0: Um, at Badger Noonan on Twitter and, uh, And around Acme Packing Academy all the time, I also have my own podcast called Reporting is Eligible, which you can find posted over at APC as well. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you.
1: All right, and that is finally going to do it for us here this week. Again, if you didn't hear our first preview with Gene Thomas, go back and check that out. Big thanks to Paul Noonan as well. Check him out at Badger Noonan on Twitter and uh, on the Reporting as Eligible podcast as well. Rate us on iTunes, patreon.com slash note nugs, you know, the, the salesy stuff at this point, yada, yada, all that jazz. Battle of the Bays, Packers, Buccaneers, Rogers, Brady. Join us immediately following the game for our rapid recap pod. Two Schlitz to the wind. You know the drill. Enjoy the game, guys. Go Pack Go. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle.